Hey guys, it's Alfredo. And this is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Continuing on Spooky Season. Part 2? Uh, volume. Volume 2. And or Part 2. Take I your like preference. Volume. I like Volume. Well, it's a little more elegant, you know? Yeah. Or how about Spooky Season, the sequel? Okay, I like that. We're maturing. maturing. This is the second year. I still prefer Volume 2. Okay, but let's go Volume 2. All right, all right. We, can, we have to choose one. Spooky Season, Volume 2. And we're continuing this with aliens. But not regular aliens, like scary aliens. Specific aliens in the horror genre. I feel like we have to put a, an asterisk uh, because we already did an aliens franchise. We yes. have an aliens episode. Yes. So we will not be including aliens in this episode, even though that's a perfect example of this episode. So it would be yes, but it deserved its own episode. Oh, yeah. It's a franchise. It's a franchise. Yeah. So if you want to hear about aliens, go listen to the episode. So specifically, extraterrestrials that terrify us. Nice. Is that a better way to horror to genre? Yeah. Horror aliens. Horror aliens. That's a better one. Like horror. Why, we did the whole run around. Yeah. We avoided it. Like forty seconds went by. We could have just said that. Horror right. aliens. We we cannot give you back those forty seconds, people. But Disregard we, it. What we can give you is a good episode. Starting off, <laughs> uh, we will be talking about six movies that we thought, you know, you chose your three, I chose my three, mm-hmm. that we thought were worthy to fit this criteria. Sure. So, um, I don't know, but do you want to lead it off? Sure. Sure. Starting off, I will begin talking about The Fourth Kind, a 2009 sci-fi horror movie directed by Olatunde Osunsanmi. I am so happy you chose that because <laughs> I would not have survived that that name. Budget of 10 million, box office 40, grossed 47 million. Uh, this movie is centered around Dr. Abigail Taylor, played by Mila Jovovich. Everybody knows her as Alice, or is that her name from the Resident Evil films? Right. That's her name, Alice. I don't know. She showed she showed like her her goodies the first movie, and she refused to do so after. So she blew up. She didn't need to no more. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I mean, like, could have just. Um, is that her name, Alice? I think so. I don't know. You got me there. <laughs> I forgot her name, but she was she's the main character in, in the in the Resident Evil films, all of them. Hmm. Um, she's a psychologist, and in this film. It is based on like real footage. This film has a lot of side by side, and that's kind of a new, would you say, like a new style? Because I definitely can't think of any other examples. Um, um, that was, to me, that's the main appeal of this film, is the side by side. But I'm not sure how accurate that other side again, because there's the filmed scene, and then there's the recorded right in quotations recorded real life footage of crazy shit happening so not that it ha- it's like this the whole movie but there are certain scenes in which the screen will split and that's what to me that's what this movie is known for right it's splitting the in right in a random moment all of a sudden you're like okay some crazy shit is about to happen and you have one side the mila jovovich playing her character and she's witnessing something kind of crazy and then on the other side you have actual again quote-unquote actual footage of some alien stuff going on creepy stuff right to me that's what stood out that's how this, that's why i felt this movie was worthy of being on the list um 
this movie is based in Alaska. Uh, I remember they were they talked about how being that Alaska so desolate is that a good word? Like so empty, right? You know, what I'm saying so much open land and it's so far north. Something that I remember, they gave uh, an explanation about how there's just so much activity mm. in Alaska, and you can look that up. That's true. That's apparently you know, been, true. Yeah, that yeah. there's just a lot of activity up there for whatever reason. Um, people are pretty freaked out. A lot of the natives are, you know, they are in no way denying any of it. Um, and this movie stood out to me specifically because I will get to the general consensus in a bit. But to me specifically, I felt this movie was super creepy when mm. I first saw it. Because, like, I remember thinking, bro, that, that scene, I'm just looking at the recorded footage and I'm just like, that's creepy as shit. Now, the movie that is filmed is what I guess it should be rated. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it was a little slow. Hmm. Maybe the actual, if you take away the side-by-side actual footage, it's not as good. You could make those cases, don't get me wrong, because the story itself is pretty basic. It is. Uh, there's different encounters, the first, second, third, you know, encounters of the first time, third, second, third, kind, fourth kind, whatever. To clarify, I just wanted to clarify something because the movie is called The Fourth Kind and we also have a, an old Steven Spielberg movie that we've mentioned in the past right. called Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So let me just go over that a little bit. Uh, the first kind is classified as when you just spot something, right? Something that leaves no evidence. Mm-hmm. But you just see it. It's a visual thing. Right. Plenty of people have talked about, have experiences. They'll claim that they've gone through the first kind. That's pretty common. The, the most common, I would say. Um, the second kind of encounter would be when some sort of UFO would leave like a physical trace, something like a burn on the ground, something broken branches. Let's just say any anything that's like yo, something was here. Right. Uh, that's a little more, a little deeper, right? And then you have the third kind, which is when you make contact, right? You see some alien physically, like not just the UFO, but the actual uh, extraterrestrial, um, some sort of life form. That would be the third kind. Mm-hmm. And so what the fourth kind is supposed to represent is actual abduction. Okay. You, you're gone. Gotcha. That, that would be what, what they refer to if you ever hear first, second, third kind, fourth kind, whatever. This does make sense because uh, supposedly this film is based on the disappearances of nine native men that went missing in Alaska in 2005. Now, when you hear of, um, you know, disappearances that come out of nowhere... There's a lot of different stuff, and, and we've mentioned this before. There's a lot of places, a lot of cities in Alaska where this happens. I wouldn't say on a regular basis, but this there is more cases than normal. Yeah. Portlock is, is one that you know first comes to mind. It's the very scary ghost town that still reigns in Alaska. But uh, this movie was based on those disappearances, and even though the bodies weren't found... Uh, this this movie kind of frames it as an alien abduction to create a story that fits the the documentary realism that this movie does provide. Correct. Um, I like I like that the documentary style that side by side that you were talking about. It kind of gives off the the validity of of this film. Correct. This movie did get 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, a ridiculously low score, and yeah. a 5.9 out of 10, another very low score. For hmm. This you know this is more. We, we like to go off of the IMDb score a little bit more. That's more for the general population. 5.9 IMDb? Out of 10, yeah. Oh, wow. It's pretty low, yeah. in my opinion. I thought yeah. the movie deserved a lot higher. I'm going to go ahead and say that the side-by-side people weren't a fan of. Uh, also, the story was a little weak. It was just, 
you know, just creepy scenes, but the story itself is nothing special. Right. It's part of life. But speaking of life, uh, <laughs> uh, that goes into my next, my first uh, entry in this list. A life from 2017. This is a fairly recent film. It was directed by Daniel Espinosa. Daniel has directed Child 44, Safe House with Denzel Washington, and Morbius with Jared Leto and your boy Matt Smith. Hmm. Not, Matt. uh... Matt yeah, Smith. No, that, that was a terrible movie. Matt Smith from House of Dragons. That's my boy? That's your boy. I guess. House of Dragons. Ketchup. <laughs> <coughs> Casting this one's pretty good. Jake Gyllenhaal. He was Nightcrawler. Ryan Reynolds, your favorite actor. Yep. Also course. in Safe House. Also in Safe House with Denzel. Rebecca Ferguson from Doctor Sleep or The Greatest Showman. I like that movie. Musical. Yeah. Hiroyuki Sanada. Mortal Kombat. That's that's the dude that is in all, in all these martial arts movies. He's always going to be in a martial arts movie. He's sick. He's cool. He's cool. Still guy. sick. Right. Pretty basic story in this one. An international space station intercepts a space probe from Mars with evidence of extraterrestrial life. After reviving a dormant cell... The specimen gains life and is called Calvin. He's referred to as Calvin. Whack. Yeah. Somebody likes Back to the Future. I knew a Calvin once. You ever met a Calvin in real life? I'm not sure. I don't think so. It's rare. Very rare. Calvin. So, uh, Calvin shows his true colors and uh, starts growing by killing people killing and feeding off humans and once that happens I guess this space station is main objective is to try to protect earth and keep this thing whatever it is away from human civilization it doesn't end up that way I actually like the the ending in this film I like the misdirection there I want to see a sequel now no stop I want to see what the hell is that how are they killing all right, you want you want to get me excited? You want you want to tell me that he's made it to Earth? How do you kill him? Give me more. You know, it's funny because there was a rumor going on when this movie came out that this was a prequel to Venom, but it was later debunked. I would not be upset about that. Yeah, yeah, me either. I, I, well, cool. That's weird because because Venom's personality is that you know they made him so goofy and right. and that second Venom now was so bad. Mm. Uh, you know the let there the carnage. Let, let, yeah, let there be carnage. That shit was terrible. Damn. Um, what a hater! It really was bad. So, like, to tell me now, oh, that that he was that evil shit from 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 the spaceship from life. Mm. I say, okay, why did you do? Like, did you have consciousness, or right. is it a natural? Yeah, cause, like, if he says, oh, I was still in my in my dormant stage, like I just killed just to survive, but I right. had no, like, I don't know what I did. I have no memory of it. Then it's like it's an easy way of saying of connecting it, but it but it holds no real value. Right. Not enough for you, Jesus. Nah. Yeah. Uh, this is actually Skydance's first rated R film. Hmm. Interesting. <coughs> and this movie was inspired by Alien. I gotta say, a lot of these movies should be inspired by Alien. What uh, really Scott did in the whole franchise and what he continues, unfortunately, continues to do with this franchise really inspired a lot of these horror Alien films. It's true. 
Not to say that he was the first one. No, like E.T.? There's like... plenty. There was plenty of uh, <laughs> alien scary movies out there beforehand, but I guess you know, when you think of alien, that's that's kind of like the scary alien movie. Yeah. No, I agree. It's I, I would say it's the uh, the example. Mm. You know, it's like the one to talk about horror alien. That movie was horror alien. Right. You know, it did a good job. Yeah. yeah we always got to give props to Ridley Scott for that. This movie did pretty pretty average when it comes to the ratings. 6.6 out of 10 IMDb. 67% Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, man. I'm not really sure what to attribute this to. Maybe the acting? I don't, I don't think the acting was an issue. It was just that it's like... I don't know. The movie The movie did nothing special in any facet, but it was in like entertaining. you know. And, the, and like you said, the ending was, was good. It was like... Right. Uh, it kept it a little exciting, but... I don't know, you know, it's just some alien that's, like, invincible. Unoriginal. You know, nothing you could do. Right, it's just like, okay, you can't kill him, and he's this little fucking slime ball. Right. Hey, you had mentioned uh, Slither the other day. It's, like, similar. Like Slither. Yeah. It looks same thing. Design-wise, it's similar. It's just some, right. a slug, mm-hmm. but he's ultra-powerful, ultra-invincible, uh, and, and he can survive without oxygen. Right. Like, so then what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So we get very little answers, right. and that might be a turn Like, to me, that's a turn I like the answers, and... And it kind of goes back to that movie, The Forgotten, that we were just talking about. Oh we get no God. answers. It was so I, I would like some answers. I don't need everything spelled out, but give me something, you know, something to leave with. Mm. But this movie was just like, yeah, no, it's just a killer alien. Mm-hmm. Nothing kills it. It's the ultimate killing machine. Mm-hmm. And it made it to Earth. The end. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Wow. Lucky for y'all, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was all right. It was whatever. Next movie on my list will be Dark Skies, a 2013 horror sci-fi, once again, alien film. I really like this film. This one, when it came out, stood out to me because I don't think there really? was any recent alien films huh. at the time. I think the, the most recent one at the time was maybe like Science, which okay. was, I think, from like 04. So we're talking about almost 10 years where I hadn't heard of a, of a good alien film. And uh, this movie was directed by Scott Stewart. It starred Carrie Russell, Josh Hamilton, and Dakota Goyo, Caden Rocket. A couple names there, none recognizable. Maybe Carrie Russell. She did, a, you know, she's done a few movies. Uh, I would say her face is more recognizable than her than her name. Definitely, because she's definitely done her stuff. But I don't know if she's that. Was J.K. Simmons in this? He was. He was also in this film. Didn't play a major role. Right. But uh, he was the role of like the. You know, the typical contact we have to go after because he for sure can help us with our mysterious situation that nobody else can. Right. Like that. So he was that guy. That there's always and, that guy. Yeah, there's always that guy. So, you know, you know the, the, the contact of how did you live? Because apparently we're going to die for sure. You got to tell me. And I know Smile had that. I didn't see it, but I saw it in the trailer. Mm. Smile had that same contact, yeah. the guy in prison. It's the same thing. There's always that person you got to go see because they happen to survive. Whatever. That's the role he plays. Very cliche. You know, J.K. Simmons was actually cast at a very short notice as uh, as his character. Okay. I mean, he did good, and I would never be able to tell you. I think he did fine. It was a pretty simple role. I think it was like 10 minutes that he was in it. Yeah, yeah the total, <laughs> total runtime inside wasn't a lot, but... But like I said, he just played that specific role. Right. I think they showed him maybe two or three times. But so this film, very simple movie. The movie, the plot itself is very simple. Family moves into this home. Wife is a realtor in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what the husband does, but you know, whatever. They, they live a very upper middle class, nice suburban life. Nice. It's a very typical American thing. Hmm. 
the weird stuff start happening you know the the birds hitting the windows they, they get this little uh ringing in their ears like the you know and it's kind of bugging them and there's you know some of them are blacking out middle of the night they're they're looking at very weird stuff going on in their house they think that people are breaking in little by little what we start to what we learn from jk simmons's character is that these aliens are just playing with them they're trying to break down their mental state because the weaker you are your mental state the easier it is to take you jerks yep so they're just they're literally doing this on purpose wow. you know messing with both sons messing with the father messing with the mother mainly the mother and then and you know and little by little based on context clues that we we figure out hey they're after the, the kid the, the young one the little baby mm. um he's he's a, he has a, a contact He's talking with one of these aliens, you know. Oh. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're drawing pictures. That's and, a third kind. Yes, yeah, correct. He's having a third kind. So, so he's he's encountering this, and and, and of course, they're, what they're trying to prevent is the fourth kind. Like, right? Like he, yo, we can't take him just yet. That was kind of the implication. Like they can't take him yet for whatever reason. You know, they need him to be broken down more, more, more vulnerable, whatever. They're not ready yet. I'm not sure why, but they did put it like a like a tracking thing. And, the, you know, there's this thing behind the, the ear where they're noticing and they have like this weird spot. It's like a, like a bruise or something. I don't know. It looks funny. Right. But it's clearly something in there behind their ear that they implanted. Right. Scary shit. Mm. Um, the wife, uh, Carrie Russell, has a, a moment where she hits her head on the glass. You know, creepy stuff. The movie mm. is done really well. But there's a plot twist. And mm. this is where I think the movie kind of gets got to me for sure. <laughs> Turns out at the end, given other context, like a breadcrumb, they let a breadcrumb. It turns out it was not the little kid. It was actually the elder son mm. that they were after the whole time. And they, because they were so focused on the baby, on the, on the, it was not a baby, but the youngest one. Right. They, you know, the, the, the older kid is left vulnerable, alone. The aliens appear and you see the creepy figures all around him. And, and just as quick as they come, they, they're, they're gone. Mm. And he's gone with them. And the movie is just like it's tragic because it's not a happy ending. Right. There is no winning, and they're they're cleaning up his room, and obviously it's super gray, super sad, super depressing. It's just numbness, and and they're all cleaning up his room, taking his things, and the brothers used to have a like a walkie-talkie that they talked with, mm-hmm. and as the mom is cleaning up the stuff, the walkie-talkie starts going off, and it's the son like pleading for help. Hmm. Bro, that was creepy as that shit. Was, was that crazy. was so creepy. And then she the movie crazy. ends. So I love that ending. That mm. ending was ah, the whole movie was great, but that ending was even sweeter. Um, I felt the movie needed a better rating. Forty-one uh, percent of Rotten Tomatoes. I was surprised on that. Very not Very justified. Surprising. Six point three out of ten is not justified. This movie's much better than that. Uh, I'm not sure what people are looking for. I don't mm. know if they don't. They wanted more of a detailed design. I don't know if they wanted. Um, a happy ending I don't know I don't know what people want but this to me is a great alien film I think great I think, great alien I think it's just the, the, the genre itself you know that's the flaw of the genre itself you know when you think of horror you want the classic horror qualities when it comes to these films and there's what jump scares gore and we're not getting these in these films these are slow burns they, they're trying to build the, the the tension up leading to it which I have no problem with but I understand people's quarrel with the genre. It is what it is. People just hating, bro. They're hating. Big boy hating. Alright, so you... Um, my next entry would be Signs. 
Signs is uh, a little bit of an older film. Ooh. 2002. This movie always was that creepy alien <laughs> movie when we were kids, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, ooh. Mm. Signs was directed by M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night has directed The Sixth Sense, arguably his best film. It's his best film. Okay, uh, <laughs> I don't want to put the man down. Unbreakable. Okay. Bruce Willis. Ooh, and Split. Split was good. James McAvoy. I'm a fan of Split. Yeah. Mr. Glass? I haven't seen Mr. Glass. It's kind of trash. I know it's a sequel to Unbreakable, but I haven't, I haven't seen either, actually. Split and Unbreakable. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Split, Unbreakable, Mr. Glass. It's yeah. the, tri- the trilogy. Um, M. Night. Oh, man. I just don't I, don't... I don't like M. Night that much. Like, he's had a bad reputation. He's had more misses. He's had yeah. more duds than, than hits. His most recent one, we've both criticized Old. Old old was terrible. Yeah. God, I hated that. But whatever. Uh, M. Night performed a taboo in my book. He directed and starred in this film. In Signs. In Signs. Um, Mel Gibson, who's actually another... He actually, he's the leading role in this film. He didn't even know that M. Night was going to be in this film. Nice. So... Until they were like, face to uh, face. yeah, because he was the the neighbor, if I remember he correctly. He was the the, the, oh, the veterinarian. Oh, the vet. Okay. Yeah. Don't remember the role, but yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. I remember him. He was the the brother. He was the yeah the, the lead role's brother. Mm-hmm. And, and Abigail Breslin. That's her feature film debut. Nice. She's a great actress. I really like her. Yeah. Every time she's in a movie. Not that I've seen all her movies, but I feel like she's always done a good job even as a child, which is a big deal. Mm. You guys know Abigail from Little Miss Sunshine? She was in Zombieland. Zombieland, yeah, that's Zombieland. right. Zombieland, she was in My, Se- My Sister's Keeper. So you've seen her around. Oh, yeah. You've seen oh, yeah. her around. <coughs> so M. Night said that this was his easiest movie to write and direct. Well, and I can see why. I mean, th- absolutely. This this isn't anything out of this world. You know, there's a former priest in this family. They're surprised by weird events connected to extraterrestrial activities. Yep. You know, they live in a farm, and they're having these uh, crop circles appear. Which, by the way, was not done by CGI. No kidding. The majority of it was not done by CGI. So nice. That was a lot of dedication to, to I guess the team. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that's it. That's cool as hell. That's cool, yeah, definitely. This movie, I want to say, is like super cliche, mm. right? And it has all the tropes, and it's unoriginal, mm-hmm. but it's carried heavy by the acting and of by course. the tone. Of course. The tone of this movie was like perfect. Great. And it was a little bit, even though it was just this small little family, you know, a little tragedy with the wife lying, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was affecting the world because mm-hmm. it was the constant, you know, the the tinfoil hats and the and the watching the news and and seeing the little uh, clips of them and it, it was just so creepy and oh man, like I remember watching this movie feeling uneasy. Right, I thought that was so great. That was so uh, different. That right. was what was different was how uneasy it made me compared to other movies. And in the film, these things that are happening is a foreshadowment of an eminent invasion from this alien race coming mm-hmm. to invade earth mm-hmm. but uh, that was abruptly ended by the most stupidest reason in the world I, you gotta you gotta think intelligent life is out there going to invade another planet you would think you would try to do some research on it especially 
that the main ingredient that is really deadly to your species Makes covers about 75% of this thing. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yep. But yeah, this, this invasion was cut short because um, I guess water is really dangerous. It's lethal to them, which is really wild to me. This is, this is classic M. Night Shyamalan type of, of film. Classic M. Night Shyamalan, absolutely. But like you said, it's carried heavy by the acting and the tone of this film. Um, Mark Ruffalo was supposed to play Joaquin Phoenix's character, but uh, I could have seen that. That's not a big deal, but like I don't think it would have made a difference. That role wasn't as important. Yeah, as, uh, it was whatever. It was uh, it was a minor role. Um, wasn't as important as Mel Gibson's role. Mel Gibson. Exactly. But he but he killed it. I, I can't lie. Did a good job. Did a good job. Um, I know M Night had some some weird names in mind he was gonna call this movie Alien Bulletin or Visitors Visitors wouldn't have been bad I could have seen Visitors Visitors wouldn't have been bad especially that you know they they didn't really stay that long (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like that would have been foreshadowing for the end like hey they're just visiting but I wanna say this movie always I remember very vividly the scene in the kitchen Mm. where they have to use the knife and he, mm-hmm. Mel Gibson puts the knife under the door he slides it under the door to mm-hmm. look at the alien like I remember that scene and being so creepy it's like yo the alien is literally on the other side of the door. you know it was like oh my it was very tense right um, I also remember they made fun of that scene in Scary Movie 3 you know and that that's why it always cracked me up you know? right it's, the good movie still has a good tone but you can make fun of it. you can find humor and they, they made fun of that movie a lot I, that's another reason why science always is fresh in my memory 6.8 out of 10 IMDb, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not as high as I thought it would be, but again, I understand why. You know, the, the story is really nothing out of this world, no originality. The ending kills it. The ending really kills it, yeah. That's what the fuck was that, you know? Right. But hey, that's M. Night. That's M. Night. You, you get what you came for in this one. My final movie on my list will be the most recent 2022 film directed by Jordan Peele. Nope. Nope. I guess this one was a little predictable. Mm-hmm. That you, you know, obviously you're, you're talking about alien movies in 2022. Why not talk about this right. movie that just came out? That was uh, the most recent alien film, but it was done well and it was original, which it was is original. What, what I thought was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very original. It, believe it or not, a lot of people actually gave this movie a little bit of hate. Because of that, because of this originality, I'm gonna give spoiler alert because this movie is very recent. But I want to talk about this spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the whole film, you're waiting to see that reveal. What does the alien look like? Right. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, little creepy figures. Are they tall? Are they slender? You know what I'm saying? Are they coming into the house? What? Right. You know, from the very beginning, you see the UFO, mm-hmm. and the UFO is moving so elegantly and quickly, and you're thinking, yo, whatever this. Uh, race of, of aliens is like they they've built a ship that is great very you know agile right you know it's quiet and it's so interesting mm-hmm. you you don't even see any technology on it it kind of looks just so plain and, and flat and smooth smooth surface and eventually we find out that ufo is the body that is the alien that's right. just what he looks like at a very base form at a very base form, kind of, if, if you will. I'm not really sure if I'm putting it that correctly, but that's just what he looks like. That, that You know, he sucks people up and eats them. I didn't. I kind of wasn't digging the whole, you know, 
uh, footage of the people inside, it looked kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be a foreshadowing for you to, you know, breadcrumb, figure it out that that was the body. But I don't know. I, it kind of turned me off. I didn't like those scenes. More uh, so than the bag. Like the, him expanding. Yeah. Big was be- weird. It was, but it's a design. It's a, I don't know. It's just like, to me, it reminded me of a predator, you know, looking big, like the way a peacock does when it's mating or, uh, you know, there's other animals that, that do that. You got to look big and trying to be dominant and trying to be flashy to its, Too huh? flashy, too flashy. Yeah, it, it was definitely too, too flashy, but I guess in the back of my mind, I'm telling myself, it's a Jordan Peele film. There's always going to be something that's a little odd, a little right. weird. He's going to be a little different, mm-hmm. but I still appreciated the, the, the idea the design, I don't hate it. I wasn't in love with it. I'm not a fan of it, but it didn't throw me off that right. much. It was whatever. Okay, nice to see. Um, and again, just like all Jordan Peele films, it has that underlying message that you can pretty much tell what it is from beginning to end. <laughs> um, and the movie has some funny moments. Some good moments. Yeah. Characters were cool. Some were cool. Some had their, their annoying moments as well. But right. overall, the movie I thought was was well made. And I like the, the the idea more than anything, the concept. This film really centers around this family of horse breeders. Yeah, they're horse breeders. Um, the father died unexpectedly, and you don't really find out why until later in the film. It's just whatever this alien is discharging, he's throwing out, and yeah. it just so happens a, a projectile pierces the father's what head. Skull, yeah, it goes whatever, through his eye, and, just and he just him eventually succumbs to his injuries, and he dies, leaving his son. And his distant daughter, not really distant, she's not really involved in the family business. Correct. Of breeding horses specifically for movies. Yeah. Um, Hollywood, like uh, uh, commercials, shows, right. films, anything f- film related. Right. R- filming related. So it follows them and them trying to figure out what the hell this thing is. Yeah. And they finally do figure it out and they, they manage to take it down, which is it's cool, it's nice. But um, I don't know. There were just some inconsistencies in this film. Like, what the hell was the the, the, the monkey for? Like, like that the, was part of the symbolism. Like, I get where you're coming from, cause. But at the end of the day, I've come to terms that Jordan Peele's stories are gonna be left with loose ends. It's so annoying. Yeah, like they're all gonna be left with loose ends. There's gonna be points that you don't. It's not. It's not really gonna be tied up. You gotta look deeper. No, yeah, I, I don't. Just, just <laughs> tell me. You know, that, that's kind of that. that's kind of what he does. I mean, I don't know. I like again. I like the scene. I enjoyed it because it had a good tone. Whatever it said, the tone it it helped mm-hmm. with the tone for the rest of the film. Like I loved loved that scene where they kind of just stopped moving, and the, the the kid, the guy, the main character, fell asleep in the car. The sister and the other guy, the employee, was in the house. Right. And this fucking alien is literally just hovering, raining blood right. of all of its victims. I got that. That was such a cool scene. I really, I really like and appreciated that scene. But I do agree. Aside from the monkey, there was also the whole oh, you can't. You, if you don't look at him, like he won't eat you. Right. That was the dumbest was plot point of the film. So stupid. But again, it's like. I'm gonna, I just have to force myself to look past it and say, all right, I, let me enjoy the rest of it. Because, again, there were good things of, of the film. But plot-wise, same, the same thing with us. I've had the same issue right. with us. The plot-wise, there's going to be things that don't make sense. But, you know, look past it. Look, like you say, look deeper. I shouldn't have to, to suffer for you to flex your your creative muscles. Yeah. That's not my, my, my problem. This movie got a 6.9 out of 10 from IMDb and 82% from Rotten Tomatoes. But people liked it. It's good. I guess people. Will... I would say a slightly above average film. Yeah, slightly above. I guess this is a 
of the average when it comes to these types of movies. Um, my last entry on this list would be Cloverfield. Now, Cloverfield is a little bit more of a of a complex. film to include in this one because it does have multiple tags that we would see like spin-offs and stuff like that this is technically a franchise yeah yes correct but we're, we're just gonna, you're gonna cover more the the, the first movie which yes. was the one that started it all off uh, and it was of a different film style compared to the other three movies in this sorry two movies to the two following movies right that, that, that are in this franchise right it's in the same universe right so Cloverfield is from 2008. It was directed by Matt Reeves. Matt has directed some of the more recent Planet of the Ape films. I know you're a big fan of those. Definitely. And the greatest movie of all time, Batman. Uh, apparently to <laughs> some people, <laughs> the Batman. Um, pretty, pretty scarce cast in this one. Yeah. And I guess it, it works to its advantage to to this film's advantage. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, she was in the interview. Okay. Uh, T.J. Miller, that guy has like the the best handlebar mustache of all time, I guess. He was in Deadpool. Okay. He was also in Big Hero Six. He was a voice actor in Big Hero oh. Six. Once you see the guy, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I know who that is. Right, right. And uh, Theo Rossi. That's this dude from Army of the Dead. He was like the, I guess that army guy who's getting. Oh yeah, he's, he's done a lot. Yeah, he, he was in Sons of Anarchy. He, I was just gonna say that I remember yeah. him from Sons of Anarchy. Another basic film or another basic plot in this one. Um, there's a couple friends celebrating a promotion and and kind of like a, a goodbye or a farewell party for one of their friends, and. They just so happen to live through an alien invasion. Yeah. Aliens are invading New York City. And... It's always New York. It's always New York. It has to be New York. Yeah. So this film just follows these guys trying to escape. And at the same time trying to save some of their friends and love interest and whatnot. What's interesting about this film is that it takes a first person point of view perspective or point of view camera. And I know that really rubbed some people the wrong way because, yeah, you know, it's 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 moving a lot, you know. I mean, which is not fairness. Somebody would like you would appreciate what I'm about to say. You go to watch a movie, you don't expect to feel like you're on a roller coaster. Of course, <laughs> what the hell, <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Um, but you do have to commend the the uniqueness of this film. Again, this is not the first point of view style directing. No, no. not not by a long shot, but. I remember this one was uh, very well marketed. I remember the very first commercials or trailers for this film. It just showed the the Statue of Liberty's head, yeah. just like rolling off, being cut off, and just rolling in the streets. Oh, and like it said nothing else. It just gave that, and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? Oh here, yeah, you know? no, the the build up, the hype, the it, trailers, it the marketing crazy. of this film was top notch. Top notch. And then you watch it, you're like, okay, the, the marketing, the hype, the build up right. was ten times better. Than yeah. Um, whoever did that marketing for this, I hope got a long, very wealthy career. Very, very well done. Um, I think the tone of this film was done pretty well, good as well. Um, I like the darkness of it. You know, when, when you see invasion movies, yeah. um, you know, you try to get out of there. And I like the somber ending. Um, I like.
liked the goriness of it. Some people, the way they died was, was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that girl exploded. That shit was wild. That shit was, <laughs> blew me out of my mind. I didn't think she would die, but fuck it. Um, the design of these aliens were, were pretty cool. Yeah. You know, you got a close-up at one point. It was pretty interesting. Uh, I like the size of them. Yeah. Um, because there's a bunch of, like, smaller ones. Yeah. They were still big, but smaller. And then you had the huge one. Right. The main one. So you can tell this thing was really well thought out. Yeah. Uh, as far as design and... I mean, the story wasn't really all that. They were just trying to escape. They don't. It was more Spoiler. so the experience, right? Yeah. Going through the, the experience. <coughs> this movie was 80 minutes not quick. counting the credits that's quick it was 80 minutes so fuck it I mean it's, can you take more of that yeah camera I, shake I can <laughs> I can 80 minutes was like a lot yeah but I, I don't know this film was um, wasn't that bad 7.7 7 out of 10 IMDB 78% Rotten Tomatoes nice good scores I, I think the best scores out of all of them but I think like we mentioned before I think that has a lot to do with the marketing the marketing really Correct. did a good job right there Correct. yeah I guess yeah when you put it that way you could say the same thing for Nope because yeah. Jordan Peele knows how to market his movies you gotta give him that Fuck. I'll give him credit for I'm that I'm surprised the trailers don't have a subliminal message on this one <laughs> but um maybe they do oh, the trailer did I mean the the poster with Steven Ewan remember oh my god that one had a see what I'm saying like they even so that has annoying, it man. so you got it you, 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 <laughs> you jinxed it Jesus um those are. Do you have anything else? So this is the Alien movies, guys. Uh, we definitely recommend some of these films. Pretty good quality films. I mean, I don't think we were hating on any of them, unlike last week. All are worth watching. All of them are worth watching. I think this. Uh, these are very good examples of horror alien movies. Yes. That that's not Alien. That's not the Alien franchise. <laughs> the Alien franchise. Non Ridley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Non-Ridley Scott Alien franchise Horror alien film There you go That's the longest title For an episode I'm not even gonna say that Whatever should, you should said I, yes. Should I title that? Sure <laughs> Man Jesus No but we really recommend These movies uh, You can watch some From HBO Max To the Max uh, Voodoo has a couple Next week guys We're talking about Vampires What's up Vampires Classic Classic, classic One of the films. classic mo- Movie monsters Movie, Yeah Definitely I'm surprised we didn't cover it already If I'm being honest mm. You brought this up And I said nah Yeah We never even got to that So Not even yeah I'm glad that we are, I'm glad I, that we are. I would say the, the biggest The biggest movie monster Out of the classic movie monsters I'd, I'd say the biggest Oh yeah The most popular The most loved Definitely the most liked, Yeah definitely, for sure yeah. I'm gonna be the mummy This Halloween No fuck it I'm gonna be a vampire Yeah give me them fucking Fangs. Fangs. Oh well, vampires more sexualized as well. I think that's also why. If, if it's a like a like a slutty vampire. Not just like in general, like the vampires, the rich, handsome, you know, guy. And then if it's a woman, it's usually a super sexy, sensual, seductive. A seductive. So it's because of the sexualization. I can see. I can. I think that they're like the most popular. Twilight. Oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, guys, Vampire Week next week is going to be a good one. Getting to the, the classic. Spooky season continues. Spooky season. But that's going to do it, guys. We really appreciate the support and all the feedback. If you liked today's episode or have ideas for future episodes, definitely get in contact with us. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our username is Film Purgatory or Film underscore Purgatory. And please turn on all notifications on your streaming services so you know as soon as we drop the latest episode. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next week.